Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking about the enormous power of micro habits, those tiny, consistent steps that, when done consistently, can lead to huge results. Minus the overwhelm and motivation roller coaster that most people experience when they try to change their habits, especially things related to health, nutrition, movement, those are hard habits to change. And when people try to go all in and they make dramatic changes, they often burn out. They often can't stick with it because it's just so far removed from what they're used to doing and they get too busy and it's just hard to sustain. And so if you've ever been there, I know I have, when you're going all gung-ho about losing weight or getting healthier in general, and then you find yourself abandoning some of those habits pretty quickly because they got to be too big and too enormous to keep up with, today's episode is for you. We're going to take a different approach and we're going to talk about micro habits, which are the polar opposite to go big or go home, right? Have you ever heard that expression? I'm sure you have. Go big or go home does not apply in my world with health because again, it's a recipe for throwing in the towel. Micro habits are the opposite. They're all about the small tweaks, the tiny little things that may seem negligible and not that impactful, but they can actually build huge, gradual, meaningful change over time. And they're also really easy to do because the time and effort that they require is pretty minimal. So that's probably one of the bigger benefits of micro habits is that they don't burn you out. They help you stay consistent. They don't keep you in a state of overwhelm. And when you're not overwhelmed and consistent, you're motivated, right? When you're feeling consistent and you're eliminating overwhelm, you're much more likely to stay positive and stay motivated on the health journey. Now, I'm going to give you an example because it comes to mind. I follow this woman online. She owns a home goods store, a little shop that has really cute things. And I like to see what she's got over there, what she's selling, etc. But on her stories, she shares about her life and her kids and everything that she's doing day to day. And she really loves sweets and she likes pastries and she basically survives on coffee all day long. So her nutrition is uh, not the best, but she also says that she struggles with headaches and fatigue and cravings. And so every few months she decides to do something about it. And her whole feed changes from croissants and brownies to eating fruits and vegetables and having very small portions of fish or, you know, just like trying hard to completely eliminate sugar from her day. And needless to say, it doesn't last very long. Every time she does this, it's good for a few days and it's so far away and removed from what she's used to doing that the difference is so stark. She tries to go on walks. She tries to drink gallons of water. All of those are things that she doesn't normally do. And that is why she can't keep up with it because it's actually brand new habits that are big, that are life-changing. Not that they're bad, they're absolutely healthy and good, but they're not a good fit for her. And they're on the macro level. They're not micro. They're, they're too time consuming and too effort draining, let's say, that she's not able to stick with them. And so she doesn't. She doesn't stick with them. 
So I never really interact with her in that way. I'm not one to give unsolicited advice, but when I see her do this, it just makes me cringe a little bit because first of all, I've been there and I know a lot of other people do that where they go all in on something and it really is a very short-lived trial or experiment. And people who cycle through this one time after the other for many years are going to lose hope. They're going to feel like nothing works and they're going to be very, very frustrated. And so today I want to talk about a different approach and that's something that's worth a try, right? If nothing else, you'll try it. You'll see if it works for you. You give it a little time and if that doesn't work, then fine. But I think it's worth a try and you may find that it's something that is more suitable for your life as a busy woman. I know that everyone who listens to this show is busy. We have other things to do. So if you're also trying to do a 180 with your eating and your habits at the same time as doing everything else that you have on your plate, it's going to be really, really hard. So I believe that managing your health and changing your habits successfully is actually in the small details. It's in the micro habits. And that's the reason why we're talking about this today. Now, of course, micro habits help us introduce new habits that are positive and helpful. And I always say, let's talk about what you can do more of, not so much about what to eliminate or what to stop doing. That's a very negative approach to health. So micro habits are things we can do more of, add to our day and continue to practice or maybe double down on. Maybe some of these things you're already doing. So it doesn't have to be a novel new thing. It could be something you're already doing, but you start doing more of, or you start doing it better. So micro habits are definitely good for that, but they're also great for breaking old habits. So they're not only beneficial for developing new ones. They can also help old habits die down. And we all know we have some old habits that we could get rid of and feel better and do better in terms of our health. So I'm going to give you some examples here because I think this is really important. So say you are developing a micro habit of something really small, like adding a mid-afternoon snack something that you maybe eat in your car, on your way home, during your commute, because you realize that every day when you walk into your house, you're famished, you're eating everything in sight, and maybe it's even like a mini binge. Like it just feels out of control and you want to change it. Great. That's a great thing to focus on. So you decided to add a mid-afternoon snack. That's your little contribution to your day, your little micro habit. So that's the habit that you added, but the habit that you may be able to break as a result of it is going through the drive-thru and And buying french fries or a milkshake or something like that on your way home because you're so hungry, right? Or helping you better portion control when you get home. So if you eat a mid-afternoon snack on your way home, you're more comfortable, your appetite is better controlled, you're less likely to overeat and binge, and overall, it's serving you in two different ways. Not to mention, there's a ripple effect to this, because when you're successful, when you're able to have that snack, even though it's something small, it's doable, and you can do it every single day, you feel accomplished, you gain confidence, you're more positive about what you're doing, your mood is better, you're feeling like you're actually taking back control over your body and your health. And that's a great feeling and it can really impact you positively in other aspects of your life, like how you show up for your loved ones, how you perform at work, your mood, all of those things. So I did an episode in the beginning of the year about the ripple effect of healing PCOS, where we talked about relationships and performance at work and all of those other things that can be benefited by you managing your health and feeling in control of your body. And so go back and listen to that one. I think it's pretty important 
empowering and a good thing to think about because it's not just about reducing your symptoms. It's about how you show up everywhere else in your life. And again, micro habits can really build that confidence gradually, slowly, but they can do it over time in a pretty meaningful way. Okay, so I have some tips for you on how to make this a success with some examples of micro habits that I think you can definitely get started with. These are so easy and doable, anyone can do them. Tip number one is to make it easy. And I'm gonna add, make it early too. So make it easy and early. And what I mean by this is, Do a micro habit first thing in the morning. Do something that's super easy and quick. You can do it every single day because that gives you an early win and that just feels amazing right away, right? It sets you up for continuing to focus on your health all day long. So maybe that is starting every morning with one glass of water before your coffee, before the day gets busy, you hydrate, right? It's simple, but for women with PCOS, starting the day with hydration, it can support your metabolic health. It can help manage your insulin levels. It can hydrate your body, of course, which is super important, especially as we get into winter. So one glass of water, it may seem negligible, but it's not. Do it every single day. Make it easy for yourself. Do it early. Another example is do something right after you brush your teeth. Maybe you take a 10 minute walk. Maybe you stretch for 10 minutes. Maybe you take three minutes to meditate or write in a journal. That's a micro habit. It's so quick. It's so easy. It's right there in front of you. If you're not someone who likes to go outside in the morning, that's fine. Don't do that. Do something that's very accessible to you. I think the water, journaling, something like that, when you do it early, you make it easy. It's a win. You have a check mark. You start your day already ahead. I mean, how great is that? That can also build self-trust. Every time you complete a micro habit, you're voting for yourself. You're voting for your future self. You're reinforcing the belief that you can manage PCOS and improve your health. And all it takes is one small habit at a time. Again, I think that's encouraging and motivating. And when you build self-trust, you build confidence. And a lot of people are you know, in the state of lack of confidence about their body. They feel confused. They feel a stranger in their body. And so building that self-trust and confidence and sense of security in your body is really important. Micro habits can help with that. You probably already know that period problems are super common with PCOS, but you know what else is common? Doctors telling women to not worry about it until they're ready to get pregnant and just take birth control pills in the meantime. And that is a big mistake. In fact, that is probably the worst advice for PCOS. Your period is your body's report card. And if you're not currently at least a B-plus student, we gotta talk. This is true, by the way, even if you're not thinking about having kids now or ever. Getting a healthy period is important for many other reasons except fertility, which is why it needs your attention right now. If you're experiencing long cycles that are more than 35 days apart, if you have heavy, painful bleeding, spotting, or short cycles with bleeding that comes every two to three weeks, it's a clear sign that your hormones need a little TLC. And while birth control can provide temporary relief, it's not a long-term solution. What does work 100% of the time in the long run is changing your diet, taking the right supplements, and learning the healthy habits that will help you ovulate and get a healthy, regular period like clockwork every month. 
And that is exactly what we do inside my period return plan program. This is a 90 day program to getting your period back without relying on birth control or other medications. Inside the period return plan, you're gonna get a step-by-step plan to ovulate and bring back your period. It includes, of course, meal plans, live trainings, private visits with me for specific support and customized guidance, as well as a customized supplement regimen so that you can solve your period problems for good by the time we're done. And I'm doing something I've never done before. I am giving you my period back guarantee. This means that if you don't get your period back by the end of the program, we'll continue working on it until you do for no additional charge. Yep, you're gonna get additional support from me until you meet your goals for absolutely free. I want you to go and check out the details and see what you can expect inside the period return plan. So just go to daphnachazen.com slash period return. daphnachazen.com slash period return. You can see all the program details there. You can sign up right on that page. Or if you have more questions and you're not sure if it's the right fit, book a call with me and we'll chat about it. daphnachazen.com slash period return. Go check it out. And I cannot wait to work with you inside the program. Okay, so tip number one was make it easy and do it early. Tip number two is make it relevant. What is going to make the biggest difference for the smallest investment of time and effort? We want to get the biggest bang for our buck. And that means we don't want to add habits that aren't making a difference or aren't relevant to our goals, right? So if you're already in a good fitness routine, don't add another walk with your dog, right? That's first of all, not challenging you enough, in my opinion. And secondly, you're already covered in the fitness area. Like, of course it could be beneficial to do, but again, I want you to make sure that the micro habit that you're adding is somewhat new and it's going to benefit you in the long run. So Maybe you realize that you're not eating as many veggies as you thought, or you know you need more fiber in your day. Maybe you focus on adding one cup of veggies to your lunch, or you focus on adding a side salad to your dinner three times a week. It doesn't even have to be every single day. Or maybe you do something like you go out to eat every Sunday and instead of eggs and home fries and toast, you get eggs, toast, and fruit just for a little extra fiber. Really small change. You're still eating your eggs and toast. You're still going out to eat. You're enjoying what you're doing, but you make that little small change. And over time, your fiber intake goes up, you're taking in more vitamins, and those things are benefiting your blood sugar control and your weight loss and your overall health. And so you're definitely gonna see that positive change. Again, most people don't take the time to focus on these things because they seem too small. They seem unimportant, but you're not most people, and I do want you to try it. The longer you stay with it, the bigger the return is going to be. Okay, tip number three, and this is my favorite, the most important thing is make it automatic. If you want to establish a new micro habit, the best way to do that is by piggybacking off of an already established habit. So you're attaching the new habit to the old habit and you make sure that these two occur together always. This is a concept that is really well presented in Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear. If you haven't read this book, it's a must read. It's such a good book. It talks all about how to establish new 
new habits. The concept of micro habits is a recurring theme in the book, and he talks about making it automatic. So what does that mean? There are many things that we do automatically in our day. Think about it. Brushing teeth, making coffee, checking the mail, scrolling through your phone. When we introduce a new habit right at the same time as doing those autopilot activities that we're already doing anyway, we basically remove the barrier in the decision-making on the new habit as much as possible so that that healthy habit becomes second nature, right? Your brain creates a new pathway to perform this activity right along with the already established pathway for the old habit, and it just becomes automatic, okay? So anytime you do something repeatedly, your brain actually creates a pathway for it so that you can do it automatically and you don't have to think about it as much. Your brain wants to work as little as possible, so things that you do frequently and regularly, it's just going to put on autopilot And the whole goal is to kind of take advantage of those autopilot activities you're already doing. And we all do hundreds of them every single day. So we're going to piggyback off of them. We're going to take advantage of them and kind of attach something new to them so that that new thing that we want to keep consistent with becomes autopilot as well. So what does that mean in terms of real examples? What does it actually look like? This could be taking a 10 minute walk around the block before you get the mail. So every time you go down the driveway to get the mail, you take a 10 minute walk first, then you get the mail. The more you do this, those two things will come attached together. That could be taking your supplements right after you brush your teeth. Every time you brush your teeth, you put your supplements right next to your toothpaste and you take them right away. In the beginning, it's going to take thought and it's going to take effort and work. But over time, after 10 days, I can guarantee you, you're going to remember doing it automatically because your brain will establish that pathway. This could mean packing a healthy snack while your coffee is brewing right? You're already going to brew the coffee. Use the time instead of just standing there or spacing out like I do sometimes or scrolling your phone. Use that time, that few seconds to pack a healthy snack. You'd be surprised at how quickly you could do it. And then once you're doing it regularly, if you don't do it one day, you're going to see that it's missing. You're going to think about it. It's going to pop up. So this is a great way to establish new habits. You make it automatic. You attach them to an already existing thing. And before you know it, it's second nature. So I want you to really think about what you can do. And again, it doesn't have to be food or movement or beverages or hydration. It could be something like dedicating 60 seconds each day to deep breathing right after you put your pajama on before turning on your TV in the bedroom, okay? If you go and put your pajama on at the same time approximately every single day, do something for three minutes right before you put your pajama on and maybe something related to mental health because that's usually good as part of your nighttime routine. And that over time can really become a great habit, can lower cortisol levels. It could signal your body to kind of find calm after the chaos of your day. And it just feels good for your mental health. The biggest thing I want you to remember with micro habits is that you're aiming for consistency over intensity. I'm going to say that again, consistency over intensity. It's not about the most dramatic changes. It's about the most doable changes, the things you can do day after day after day, even if they seem really, really small. And one of the main reasons that I love this approach so much, and this, by the way, is how I teach all of my programs, all of my methods are 
based on small changes over time. And it works beautifully. I think I love it so much because there's also an unexpected side benefit to it that is breaking all or nothing thinking. When you do micro habits, you're not, first of all, criticizing, oh, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. No, it's preventing you from living in the extremes of you either do it all or you do nothing, right? We don't want to be in those extremes, especially if you've been through years of dieting and over-exercising and performing really punitive actions for your body. And again, we've all been there where we restrict food or then we overeat or both of those things are punitive for your body. They're they're punishing your body or over-exercising or thinking we have to overcompensate if we ate a piece of cake or something like that. No, micro habits keep you in the sweet middle where everything is okay. You don't need to stress about doing everything. You don't need to overwhelm yourself. You can do small, doable, sustainable actions every single day. And that's gonna help you break out of that black or white thinking, which not only is terrible mentally, it can of course cause the stress on your body and disrupts your hormones. Again, we're going back to the fact that your mental health impacts your hormones majorly. So we don't want to worsen both the mental and physical health of you as a person with PCOS and micro habits can give you that calm and that feeling of it's okay. What I'm doing is enough, right? What you're doing is enough, even if it seems small. And then don't forget to celebrate your consistency. If you've been consistent with one small micro habit for two, three, four weeks, I want you to recognize that. I want you to celebrate your effort because every glass of water, every additional vegetable you eat, every time you move your body is a step toward regaining control over PCOS. So even though, again, micro habits could feel like a drop in the ocean, eventually it's going to make that meaningful change that you're looking for. You just gotta be patient and consistent with it, all right? Today was a little shorty episode, a mini-sode, because I wanted to introduce this concept. I wanted to let you know that right now, before the holiday season, you are doing okay. You're doing great. And there's nothing too small, even if it seems like it to you, or maybe someone has made a comment that made you feel like you're not doing enough. Don't worry about it. Ignore it. You are enough. You're doing enough. And you're worthy of every small habit. There's nothing that's too small if it's feeling good and moving you just an inch closer toward better health. All right. So keep that in mind. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Come connect with me on Instagram. I'm at PCOS.NutritionistDaphna. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've loved today's episode and found it helpful, I want to ask you to leave a rating and a written review. It helps me grow the show and get this information to as many people as possible so that they can benefit and have just a slightly easier time on their journey with PCOS. So take 30 seconds to do that. I would be so grateful and I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. Bye. Bye.